no matter what genre of music you're making, if you are sitting there saying, there's no money to be made in it, I'm just going to make it as a hobby, blah, blah, blah. Okay, make it as a hobby. But don't be posting shit about Spotify only paying X amount per stream. Don't be posting shit about so-and-so selling out. Stay true to who you are. If you only care about it as a hobby, then don't monetize off of it. Don't even try. Don't even think about it. And if you get money off of it, donate to charity. But if in reality, you're overwhelmed with the fact of the knowledge gap that you have and to try to turn your hobby into a business or turn your love for music into a business, well, then you need to do what's necessary in order to fix that, whether it is gaining the knowledge and expertise or hiring that in, and then you can get that taken care of. What's up, y'all? Harkos here with the Music Making Sense podcast, and with me as always is the Dapper Dan Mohawk Man, the man who puts the word rock in Detroit Rock City, the one, the only KP. How the hell you doing today, KP? Doing awesome, doing awesome. Just been uh, working with other artists and stuff like that, working with some more artists. Um, as I said last time on the episode, I had started working with an artist who was trying to revive his old catalog. And um, it uh, is going good with that. We got his website built for him. Uh, you know, I built that myself and everything like that and uh, set up hit, set up his MailChimp with it and everything like that. So we can start doing some email marketing. And uh, yeah, we've just been putting everything together, putting the whole strategy together and everything like that to start remarketing his, his older music and everything and getting it taken care of for him. Uh, and then I also started uh, working with some other artists. And then I have another artist tomorrow that uh, I'm supposed to have a meeting with and quite possibly start working with. So things are doing good. I'm finally starting to be able to help out more and more artists. Um, you know, my day job, I was able to finally cut my hours back. So I'm I'm able to have more time to focus on helping artists, which is good because that's what I would much rather do. You know, we've talked about this before on, on the episodes and everything like that is, you know, you know, that that's what I want to do. I like doing this kind of stuff. You know, I like having podcasts here with you. I like, you know, going on these other podcasts I've been going on here lately. I like, you know, interacting and helping other people. Cause you know, I got a couple podcasts that I actually work behind the scenes on. I've been helping them with their website and their video production and everything like that, like the video editing and, you know, clips and stuff like that and social media, um, uh, marketing strategy and stuff like that to help them grow. So I, that's what I like doing. I like helping people and do all this stuff on online, right? Working at, you know, running a restaurant and serving people food is not me. You know what I'm saying? Like running the business aspect, running like the business aspect about it, you know, that's me because I like doing business shit, right? You know, growing business and figuring out trends and, you know, studying the psychology of people as to why they do certain things at certain times and everything like that. I like that part of it. But, you know, just like, the dealing with the customers, especially since I'm on college campus and like, you know, 70% or more of the, of the clientele base that comes in there, the customers, they're all college students and they just, they piss me off in every way possible from, you know, from just being dumb, you know, which I get it. I was a dumbass too. Whenever I was 18 to 22, trust, trust that I did some dumb shit, you know, but like, you know, between that and then the fact that their parents raised them with no form of patience or courtesy, 
you know, and, and then, you know, I'll be like in the middle of making somebody's order and they'll walk in and then just expect me to just like start taking their order immediately. And I'm like, motherfucker, I'm the only one in here. I'm, I'm busy doing something. You could see me. Right. Because it's like kind of an open kitchen concept so they can see as I'm making food. It's like it's not quite like Subway where there's like glass, you know, what I'm saying, but it's kind of like the similar situation where you can see the whole operation going on. So they see. Right. Right. So. Right. So they see me with like my 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 shoulder to them, like almost my back, but not quite. Right. And they come in. I say, hey, I'll be with you in a couple of minutes as I'm making the food. And they'll be like, oh, yeah, could I get a I'm like, I, I'll be with you in a couple of minutes. Right. And I want to like tell them, yo, get the fuck out of here. Just go try it again. Right. But, you know, it's not my business. How about that? Let me just say that it's not my business. Right. Right. You know, <laughs> but, uh, you know, if it was my business, I would shut it down because running a restaurant doesn't have a high profitability margin and, you know, yada, yada, bing, bang, deal, yeah. labor and shit like that. Because, I mean, I've already had multiple people quit on me over the last year that I've worked there and stuff like that. You know, people come and go especially with college you know dealing with college kids is like a good portion of your employee base you know they're gone during the breaks and summers and all that shit and and then like you know they just text you and say oh yeah i can't come into work thursday like i was scheduled because i got a test you know what I'm saying yeah. shit like that and so like you know i respect it at one extent because you know they're not trying to be restaurateurs as far as i know you know they're trying to do something with their life they just don't know what the fuck they're doing yet but you know but yeah, so like that's that's something I'm trying to get away from. So the fact that I was able to reduce my hours from like 60 plus hours a week down to 40, right. that's freed up over 20 hours a week of my time. I've been able to fill it where I start going back to the gym and it's pretty cool because I started actually going with my kids. So mm -hmm. like I get off work and they get off work right about the same time. I grab them, we go to the gym and, and you know, do some workout. And like I tell them, I'm trying to get my sexy back. And, uh, <laughs> So then, so then, so then we go and do that and then, uh, come home and handle some business or whatever and hang out with them for a few and shit. And like, like, I feel like, you know, we talked about it a couple episodes ago, whenever you were talking about how, you know, I think it was right before you left men's warehouse or maybe right around that time. And, mm -hmm. and we were talking and I was like, do you, do you ever feel like you're like trapped inside yourself and you can't like you just you you just want to get break free. Yeah. Well, that's what I've been feeling like inside of my mind because like there's like you know like I say all the time you know like I'm I'm a genius around right? the world's small smartest person but <laughs> so there's all kinds of of ideas and creative shit in my head like things that I want to do and like I like I got something I was thinking about back of mind and then all of a sudden it pops in front of my mind. I'm like, Oh shit, I could do that. And it would be able to fix this issue or help this thing or whatever, you know, help this person or whatever. Right. Right. I think about shit like that when I'm in the middle of doing something, but being so contained to being essentially forced to do something else the whole time, instead of having the availability to do that, I feel like, I feel like, like that, that part of my brain has been open and freed. It's been right. nice because like I got today off. I had yesterday off. I finally got two days off in a row now and like two days off in total now. Mm -hmm. So like I actually was sitting around last night. Like I was, telling, like I was telling you a little bit ago, I was yelling at T-Pain on how to make a song right because he would. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. Let me take a quick break right here to tell you about something that's completely fucking ridiculous. Okay. It's called HorribleDesigns.com. 
And I personally know the owner, and he's just as ridiculous as this whole fucking company is, okay? If you or someone you know loves stickers and mugs and shirts with crazy outlandish sayings on them that just are designed to catch people's attention out in public and get them to laugh and point and ask you, hey, where'd you get that t-shirt or where'd you get that sticker when they see it on your car and stuff like that y'all gotta go check out horribledesigns.com at horribledesigns.com they have all kinds of ridiculous sayings on stickers and coffee mugs t-shirts vinyl stickers magnets and even mouse pads okay and i'm telling you if you guys have not checked out horribledesigns.com you gotta go check it out because some things are straight up great like the american muscle mouse pad it's got some awesome pictures of great muscle cars if you're into cars or you know somebody who's into muscle cars and they need some great mouse pad to have while they're on the computer working but then they also have dumbass fucking t-shirts that say things like are you staring at my ass with a picture of a donkey on it or stickers that say are you staring at my beaver with a picture of a beaver on it stuff like that man completely ridiculous shirts and stickers coffee mugs everything like that anything that you can ever think about having just to get people's attention make a statement out in public and just completely be ridiculous and to do it with some horrible designs at the exact same time and like i said i know the owner so he hooked us up with a great deal where you can save right now by using the link below in the description whenever you go there and shop you will not only support music making sense podcast but you also get a great deal on any and everything that you decide to purchase every time that you use that link right there in the description below so make sure you go check that out right now horribledesigns.com use the link below in order to get good savings go check it out buy some ridiculous shit for yourself or someone you know all right now let's get back to the show because <laughs> i was i was listening to a couple of t-pain songs on youtube right i was watching a couple of things on youtube right listening to some of his older stuff that i like and i all of a sudden it recommended um, this live stream that he did like two years ago where he like made a song from start to finish. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I'm sitting there watching it and everything like that. And I ain't created a song in a few months. Right. Right. And so like, it was, it was actually like helping me because like, I felt like I needed to create something, but it was like one 30 in the morning and I was tired. So my tired, brain wasn't brain working, wasn't but working, I still had yeah. like, yeah, my brain wasn't working to create. And I know if I would have tried to create, it would have been like all blanks. But I had like this uh, this urge inside of me, right? right? And so I was like, oh, cool. That would be cool. And I started watching it, and it started making me feel good. And I'm like, mm -hmm. like it was, it was like I was participating, even though I was just watching him do it. Because he had a screen up with, uh, I think it was Pro Tools or something like that. And then he had his auto-tune in there and everything like that. So he's right. doing all that. He was laying it out. And one thing I realized is that he does what I do whenever you're, whenever I'm creating music is I'll actually sit there and kind of like, like as the beat's going to be like, right? Like how the syllables are going to play on it. Mm -hmm. I'll do that while I'm recording and then I'll start writing and everything like that and filling all that in. And, and that's kind of how I make the music. Well, he does the same thing, except he, he wasn't writing. He was just kind of going. Uh, I don't know if that's how he always does or if that's how he's just doing it to try to show off on the live stream. Right. But so he was sitting there building it and everything like that. And it was pretty cool. And then he decided to add a second verse and the second verse, he was having problems trying to fill it in. And so like I'm sitting over here, like I said, it's a two year old live stream. So obviously I can't type anything in there right. and pointers because he wouldn't get it. And plus it was on Twitch and I was watching it on YouTube. So it was like, a you know, all that mm -hmm. shit. It wasn't actually for reals. But like, I felt like I was in the room with the motherfucker almost, you know, and I was like, no, you need to go da, 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 you know what I'm saying? And I was thinking about how he could do it because I love T-Pain shit. I mean, like, 
Where's it at? Uh, what if, oh, there it is. Three rings right here. You know mm. what I'm saying? From T-Pain. You know, I mean, like, I like T-Pain. And so, like, I know how he flows and everything like that, too, because yeah. I've kind of studied it. And so I'm like, oh, no, you need to do this, this, and then have like a, uh, nah, 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 right? And he wasn't listening. I was kind of getting frustrated because <laughs> clearly, like, clearly like I wasn't in the sport. room with him. Like when you watching your favorite team on television and then they don't hear you talk about, man, run the ball, run the ball. <laughs> right. Exactly. It was kind of like, it was kind of like that, right? It was yeah. my version of, it was my version of watching sports, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so he, uh, yeah, it was definitely interesting, man, because, uh. Cause uh, yeah, I, it was it was just fun, but I <laughs> uh, I ended up staying up until like three o'clock in the morning Holy doing it. You know shit. what I'm saying? Until I finally I, I like exerted that out of my system. You know, I, right. I had to kind of get a little bit off because of there. I just had that. <laughs> yeah, I had that. I had that. Yeah, I had that excess build up, and I couldn't contact anybody because you know middle of the night. You know, so I couldn't try working with anybody or doing any networking or nothing like that. Right. So I was just trying to figure out something to do. So like. You know, I got things I need to do and I've been accomplishing things with my time off. Like I said, working with more artists now and reaching out. And like I said, I got another um, uh, consultation with an artist tomorrow that I just booked up and everything like that. Right. So I'm starting to make some moves with with that, which is which is awesome because it gives me the motivation to. To keep going and to keep gives going you drive. You know, more and more. Yeah. yeah, it gives me that drive. But then also at the same time. I'm doing what I suggest and what I'm trying to help other artists do, yeah. right? So like I'm trying to help other artists build their base of operations so they can launch from there and grow a solid fan base that so they can start eventually starting to get some monetization off of in some way, shape or form to where they can start getting away from their day job and creating more, doing the things that they enjoy more and making money off of that in yeah, order to, of to build it true hobby. independence. Yeah, exactly. Instead of making it a hobby, we make it a business and stuff like that. So those are the kinds of things that I've been trying to um, that I've been trying to to work on and help out with people and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, because you know uh, that, that, like I said, that's just kind of one thing that I've been wanting to do to help with people. And I was on a, an interview with Pasha Perro the other day. Uh, was that last week? Was it right, KP? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's like last week. Yeah, because he uh he had me on and it was only supposed to be like an hour or two live stream, something like that. Oh, yeah, y'all and, for like um, three hours, man. You guys <laughs> No, it was four almost four and a half hours, yeah, right? Yeah, it was because over when three we got hours, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was like four four hours and some change, right? Yeah. So when we got on, he's like, All right, you know, how much time do you got? And I was like, Well, I until I fall asleep. Right. And he was like Oh, okay, cool. You know, and so he said, Oh, I'll watch you and everything. And I'm like, Okay, cool. Well, ended up going to get to the point. If you all watch that that thing, it was over on his channel Ynet Seven. So it's the letter Y and then the word N E T and then the number seven. Mm-hmm. Um, go check that out over on YouTube. Um, I I live streamed it on on our um on our Facebook X and YouTube. It was it was simulcast live stream on there as well too, so you can watch it anywhere. Right. Um, but make sure you go check him out over at Wine at Seven. He's been doing some really interesting things. If you like branching out in your thought process, he likes doing that over yeah. there. And um, but but anyway, if you watch like towards the end or whatever, like I'm doing all right. Whenever I'm talking, then as soon as he starts talking, I'm like, 
start nodding off. <laughs> and so, so yeah, that was pretty cool. But but he has uh, a very stoic yeah, we style talking... about it, though. That's the thing too. Like what I noticed with him when he's speaking, yeah. he has a very stoic approach mm-hmm. with this with this um with his speech. So that was something I I totally noticed. So yeah, you can. Even though it's like mm-hmm. you get the point, but then it's like it's kind of like if you're a fast talker, you kind of do like what we do. You kind of go like mm-hmm. it's just, you just kind of like oh, it just gives you that relaxing, um, clairvoyant or um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, what's the word I'm looking for? To that uh, it's like a, it's like almost like a meditative yeah, type of state is, while yeah, you're learning. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, he talks about a lot of like high level conscious type of shit, and we we went deep into some shit too, and uh, yeah, because I like I like talking about that kind of stuff. Yeah, and KP was actually uh, in the chat. He's gonna be on the live stream next time, but he was in the chat and he started bringing out um, you know some stuff to light as well too that kind of went with the topic and everything like that. So it was like a conversation and everything. It was pretty dope. Yeah, but you know the whole point of what we were saying, what we were talking about through that episode was like basically like creating your own independence. You know, and and that's what we're about here at Music Making Sense Podcast. He's about it in a different way. He's about like, you know, free thought and everything like that. Here at Music Making Sense Podcast, what me and KP do individually as well as collectively is try to help you all with your, you know, gaining your independence with your with your music Mm -hmm. and with, you know, with your music career and everything like that. And that's where that's where we really try to help, you know, and. I've been helping artists, you know, do that and everything like that. We've been working with artists and producers to try to help them do that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I would love to work with some some bands or some kind of collectives and stuff. Yeah. Because before uh it, it was around it was around like episode yeah, it was around like episode eight mm-hmm. whenever I had like a like I just went off the top of my head with like a an idea that bands can do to promote because they got so many different members that can use different personality traits and all that fun stuff yep. uh, in order to to hit different <laughs> sub niches that would like their music but also like their interests outside of music as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, but that's one thing where where KP he has a little bit more like he can speak the language a little bit better. You know right. what I'm saying? Like I can speak to hip hop people and just sit there and just go. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm a hip hop artist, been in this thing for a little while. So I can sit there and talk. KP, he's been in the rock thing for a lot longer. So he can speak that lingo a little bit better and help with them. But he was telling me he's been having some issues trying you you were telling me that you've been having some issues with them trying to, you know, they them trying to distinguish between hobby and business and, and stuff like that is you just briefly told me like go more in depth basically like into what you're talking about with that because you only briefly told me you said you yeah. had to save it well it was more like well here's the thing when it comes to rock and metal bands i've noticed especially metal there's this tendency to believe that the music is just a hobby and if they get signed cool but if they don't okay whatever but the problem with that is with metal they can make a lot of money being that it's a very um it's a very independent style of music it's a very independent genre and it's underground so a lot of Mm -hmm. them don't realize that even even as fans like look at where a lot of the money comes from it comes from actual fan base and physical copies, physical merchandise. 
merch always sells right. for man metal bands. But the problem is they take it so much as a hobby that many of them don't go out there and get their shirts. Like, cause there's like a ton of bands here in the state of Washington. And I can tell you right now, right. More than half of them don't invest into any type of <laughs> social media, any type of advertising or any of those things. Even most of them don't even invest into their own merch until they just really feel like it, or they'll just get it. Like, uh, it, it's one of those things where it's, it's done in a half-ass fashion, right? And it's not taken, right. it's not taken to a degree where they are a true one percenter. You only find very few bands right. that do it. But from a monetization standpoint, you find that a lot of bands don't even make over. They won't even, even though they have the potential to, they won't push themselves to make over at least a thousand dollars a night a gig that they have, even though they right. have the, even though they have the potential to do so. So. And even though like the crowd's available, you know, it's like a solid crowd. Obviously if there's only 10 people there. It's going to be hard to make a grand, but like if there's like 50, hundred, couple hundred people there, then you should be able to do it easy. And if you advertise yeah. and that's the thing, if you promote, yeah. Like, and that's the thing, like mm -hmm. even with you can, you, okay. You said 10, now, nine times out of 10, you got at least 10 people. And if they like your music, guess what? You got a great chance of all 10 of them buying, buying your stuff. So you still can right, make bare least, minimum one or two. Yeah. Yeah. You can still make money. My point is that if it, if you take it as a business, instead of looking at it as a hobby, then it would be, you would, you have, you increase your chances of making money. And that's the problem is that a lot of these are a lot of the metal bands don't do that. They don't take advantage of that yet. They're the most creative. Mm -hmm. They can make a lot. I mean, seriously, yeah. we dominate when it comes to physical copies, always have always will. But that's the thing. Yeah. A lot of them don't get, don't, don't get. So what do you think since you, cause I mean, cause well, we see, look at hip hop, we see hip hop is hip hop right. guys jump on business. What do we, right. what do you think I can do or what we as music marketers or even people who are in there to get them to convince them to, Hey, get, make your money because you can, and you don't have to worry about all the other stuff that you think you have to worry about. Right. Well, so like what I was telling you when we were texting back and forth about it, you know, you were saying that like, they don't think there's money in it. So right. they have it as a hobby. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's like a self-propelling you know, or a Boris prophecy type of thing where the snake eats his tail. Like, you know, they don't feel that they have that, that there's money in it. So it's a hobby for them. Mm -hmm. But since they've only kept it as a hobby, they haven't explored to making money. And so then they don't feel they're making money. So then it's just, a you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It keeps going. It's that perpetuating downward spiral. Right. And so, well, what, what I see right there is that they have a knowledge gap and a confidence gap. Right. So they mm -hmm. don't have the knowledge to know, hey, you can actually do this stuff. Right. right. Here, like, you know, if, even if they knew a few different ways. Right. They still don't really know a couple of different ways. But so then since they don't have the knowledge, they don't feel confident in what they're trying to do. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times they don't even do it. You know what I'm saying? And what I think is the the difference, you know, we talked about it on last episode, you said there's like a thing called lead singer's disease where the lead singers like have this huge ego and stuff like that because they're the front man, everything like that. 
that is a thing. However, at the same time, in rock and stuff like that, especially, people already have low self-confidence to begin with. So that's why they're out there making the music to try to get, you know, build that self-confidence because, you know, people will love me, shit like that, right? Kind of yes, like comedians do. Yes, yes. In, in, my, in my point of view, right? And that so they already have a low self-confidence. Yeah, and especially like the heavier the music is, the more often they had like a rough childhood or some shit like mm-hmm. that where, you know, people beat them down and shit verbally or, or physically, physically stuff like that, right? I'm, I'm, I'm stereotyping the hell out of it, but in general, No, but you right? are right, but no, you stuff are like right. That. You are right, right in general. You whereas, yeah, whereas with hip hop, it's a solo act. It's all ego. And yeah, you still have people that went through all the shit that I just said who have low confidence, everything like that. I run into that all the time. I got to try to pick them up and stuff a little bit. But if they don't pick themselves up, then I can only pick up dead weight so much. Right. But they uh, but in hip hop, the reason that they can succeed is because it's ego based and you're only depending on yourself and stuff like that. Whereas but like I said, with with a collective you have so many different, like I've said this before, you not only have multiple different streams of income, so you have multiple people who can pitch in on the budget for marketing and stuff like that. So it's a lot easier. You guys can have a bigger bigger available budget because it's not just one person. Like, you know, if there's five people in a band and you're trying to have a $2,000 a month marketing budget, well, you know, that's easy to split five ways. However, if you're a solo hip hop artist, for instance, you're trying to have a $2,000 marketing budget a month, you're paying $2,000 a month in marketing, and then you still got all your other bills and shit like that you need to take care of. So it's a lot harder to get started as a solo artist. It's so much easier as a collective. And, you know, when it comes to merch, like, that's one thing I was thinking about this this morning, honestly, like randomly on my walk, I was thinking about it. So you must have been thinking about it too. And like, you know, the fucking collective consciousness let us know because like I was thinking about it. Like I tell hip hop artists that when they create merch, don't have it be about them or their music. They need to have it be a creative piece of wearable content, right? That honestly, I always recommend that they have it as a separate entity from themselves as well too. And then they can kind of play off, oh, yeah, look, I got this brand ambassadorship. I'm sponsored by this company. And so on the front face, it looks like, oh, look, you got a, you got a clothing company that rocks with you. You must be doing something. But, you you know, on the back end, it's all you. You know what I'm saying? So, like, you know, it kind of puts that that bigger brand out there as a brand boost for you as well as for the company. You kind of play off of that. And then you can kind of go from there, blah, blah, blah. Pay me to get more information. Here's insert my, my PayPal link right here for more information on how right. to grow that. But, but with, with a, with a rock band, especially like rock and, you know, alt rock, all the different types of, of rock and roll metal and everything like that, there is a subculture of people, it, people in that culture. It is a thing to wear obscure band tees that nobody's ever heard of. Right. And so like, you know, everybody always, you know, like whenever I was in high school, for instance, you know, people were always wearing, you know, like you know, Slipknot, you know, and, and, you know, like all the big, the big bands and stuff like that. Right. Mm -hmm. It's cool to wear the big band shirts and stuff like that. But a lot of times in your, in your niche and your genre, it's cool to wear like all these obscure band tees that nobody's ever heard of. So if you are a band, it should be a lot easier to sell that 
you know, and you can come up with a marketplace or you can try to find a marketplace that sells, you know, it's called obscurebantees.com or something like mm -hmm. that. You know, if anybody wants help building that, let me know. <laughs> right. Exactly. There's stuff like that. There. Here, I just read this. It says band yeah. t-shirts have been a staple of the fashion industry for decades and they're not going anywhere anytime soon. <laughs> okay. Well, who says this? This is, uh, who, I'm I mean, just you, reading this you in just Google. said this, but yeah, I was just reading this in Google because right. I just asked a question, um, about, mm -hmm. um, band tees about band t-shirts and it just, and Google, it said, I said, our band tees in style 2023. And it says mm -hmm. that, and it pops up. Yep, and it says in 2023, band tees for t for kids will continue to be a popular trend, with many parents wanting to share their love of music with their children. So, what I think you're talking about is how you what it, what it might be referencing, like because Google normally pulls their answer out of an article. Does it say who wrote the article? Like. If you if you click on the link of that, it takes you to a website. No, it took like it's, it was like no, it took me to it just it was like so oh it would be oh, a little shop group yeah, yeah because it was just asking like because I was just asking hmm. that question when it says that, well I do know that I do know that Gen Z likes nostalgia yeah they are. I mean, like we, I was kind of into that whenever I was a teenager, but Gen Z is a lot more now where they, I see people rocking bands that, that broke up before these kids were even thought about yeah. being born. You know what oh, I'm yeah. saying? Like all the, all the bands that were like popular whenever I was a teenager back in the nineties, mm -hmm. like all the nineties rock bands are even older than nineties. I see these kids rocking them and I'm like, yo, like your parents weren't even having sex whenever these bands split up, <laughs> let alone were out, you know what I'm saying? And so, but like, they like that kind of stuff. They like those music. And then like, even if they don't listen to music, it's like wearing those shirts, like it's the style and it's stuff. It's the style. All right, y'all, Harkos here. I just want to take a quick little break from the episode to let every single one of you artists know about a great opportunity for you to grow your online presence through blogs and social media for 30 days for only $10. If you've already been checking out the podcast, you know I've already talked about this a little bit here and there, but I created 10 blog websites that all have their own social media presence on Twitter and Facebook, and they are growing leaps and bounds getting tens of thousands of impressions and eyeballs every single month and that's just not in total that's every single account i have a full video breakdown available for this on every platform where you're listening to this right here right now the episode is called how much marketing can ten dollars get you all right i go through a full explanation of it but if you've already watched that and you want to find out more go ahead and go to musicmakingsensepod.com send me a message in chat and i will get right back to you and we will get this rocking and rolling and get you growing on social media especially if you want to grow that presence on twitter or x this will definitely help you out like i said i got 10 blog websites with 10 different twitter accounts that have tens of thousands of impressions every single month you can be right there with them getting all those eyeballs and growing your presence online so make sure you hit me up right now musicmakingsensepod.com hit the chat button and send me a message and we will get you on point with this great new promotion all right Let's get back to the episode. But that and but that's a lot of like the big names. You know, you'll see people, you know, you'll see some 15-year-old walking around in a Nirvana shirt. And I'm like, yo, come on now. Like I was barely a teenager when Nirvana broke up, you know, when Kurt Cobain said goodbye. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Like, 
So, so like, yeah, it's like, okay, you found it on the internet, which is cool, you know, because the internet's bringing a whole lot of things. Like I've said before, my 15 year old kid, he'll come in here sometimes and just look at my wall and then just look it up on Spotify and add it to his playlist and start mm -hmm. listening. You know what I'm saying? And just then I, I don't even have to push it on him. I mean, it's just right here on my wall. And then me and him talk about music sometimes too. Mm -hmm. But, but yeah, like it is a thing, you know, like, and, but you can make money off of more than just merchandise, you know? That's just one angle. And I think, honestly, that's like a low hanging fruit, not not shooting at you. I'm just talking about right, people in general, in general in the music yeah. industry. That's like low hanging intellectual fruit. Right. You know what I'm saying? People are like, all right, I'm making music. How do I make money off of it? Um, selling music and selling merch. It's like, come on, man. It's like not 1985 anymore. Can we fucking get with some new times? Because there's so many different ways you can skin a cat now. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can you can come up with so many different things. You guys can have a podcast. You guys can get brand ambassadorships and sponsorships. You know, you've previously had sponsorship, right, with like the symbol company or something like yep, that. Yep, I do. Yep. And yeah. Um, yeah. Exactly. And, like, and well, endorsement, it, endorsement deals. Yeah, you can get yeah you can get endorsement deals. You can just like you you can build some kind of online presence. You know, I get like I said before, you know some of your group may not be front facing. I like to have the camera in my face, but there's at least one person in the group who does, yeah. you know? And, and so you can have them be like the main face and then they can help pull in the revenue through affiliate deals and different other kinds of things. You know, you guys can start a podcast. Um, but that's you what know, your front, that's what your like front that. person's for. That's the thing. That's what your front man mm. and front woman are for. Like I, I and oh, that's yeah. the thing is, and just like it just kind of just so we could kind of wrap this one up, because it's kind of I, I honestly feel like just 23 years of being in it is kind of a dead horse deal, kind of a dead horse ordeal. And I kind of I get where you're coming from. Like, yeah, but the thing is, is kind of jaded on it. Yeah, because here's why. Um, number one. It's it's just a simple it's just a fact. Like, that's why, I mean, if you think about why um, venues are now wanting to get, wanting to take a percentage from merch, because merch does sell, especially for hard rock and metal. It will always mm -hmm. sell. Like, merch, CD, the the hard, the uh, physical copies, the, the merch, the t-shirts, those will always sell. And so that's right. why they want that money. Because it's it's one of those items that, like I said, it will never go out of style. So right. it's that longevity, right? We That's have that exactly. So, the but thing you're getting jaded because, like, you, like you were telling me, you're so frustrated. You get like you get like red faced arguments, which could probably hard to do as a black man. But like, you get red faced arguments. <laughs> I'm sorry, I couldn't help myself. You get red faced arguments with I these bands. Face motherfucking arguments, damn it. There it is. <laughs> I didn't want to say that. That would have sounded really racist if I would have no, said purple been a face to you. Because I say it all the time, so therefore, <laughs> right. But anyway, that, even though oh match, God, even that though red back... match, even though red matches my skin, really my compliments the skin, awesomely. But yeah, <laughs> right. Well, there's that dude. Dude, like side note, that brings back some fucking hilarious memories from when I was in the army. Oh my, no, my roommate was a my roommate was a black dude from from New York mm -hmm. and. And we had uh, another friend that we hung out with all the time who's from Virginia, another black dude. Mm -hmm. And those two guys, like me being the white dude hanging out with a couple of black guys, 
I could just you only hear laugh all the at jokes. the shit that they would yeah. say. <laughs> Yo, they would, they would, they would, they would call people Barney because they were so black. They were purple. They would call. They they would make fun so of people black, with huge you fall lips off and shit. Bike and burn like rubber. <laughs> Like they they would do all kinds of shit. I'm just over here dying laughing. Like I can't say any of it, right? Like, and this was even back in 2005, right? But dude, I was dying laughing. So whenever you said purple, dude, immediately brought back. The <laughs> they literally called this one sergeant Barney, sorry, because they said he's so black, he's purple. But but they. <laughs> <laughs> and anyway, um, shout out to fucking shout out to dude, man. I miss those guys. Those fucking killer hell, <laughs> killer days, dude. But hey, man. But anyway, military, uh, yeah, bro, death, military gun, definitely. Yo, get, oh man, all the time. Oh yeah. But dude, I learned so much. I learned so much in the military, just not just from hanging around, you know, hanging around all different types of people, but hanging out from all different types of people from all different types of places yeah. and backgrounds and everything like that. It's so diverse in the military. It's crazy, you know. It's not like you know you move to a big city and then you find some people who are transplants, but then other people who were born there, yada yada. No, in the military, you find a hundred percent plants they were all picked from around the country sometimes around the globe and put into one location and so man i learned i learned so much shit about culture and everything like that but just like about life in general yeah in general off of off of hanging out with excuse me hanging out with them and like other people you know even just you know people from the same culture that's lived in different places and stuff like that you know like you know fuck the first time i ever heard of paul wall was from some white dude from texas Texas. screaming down the hall he was well. He was screaming down. The, we were in training, right? And he was screaming down the hallway, "Who stole my Paul Wall CD?" I was like, "What the fuck is a Paul Wall?" <laughs> right? Because I, I it was like 2006. I'm right. I'm like in the from the Midwest, and like I'm like, "What the fuck is Paul?" Because Paul Wall hadn't popped yet, right? But he like had like like Paul Wall like original old school CDs and stuff like that, like mixtapes, original shit. Oh, wow. And so he's pissed off about that, like <laughs> stuff like that though. Hey, wow. But anyway, anyway, what the fuck is I talking about? Oh yeah, you've been you. getting so red faced. And arguments yeah. with these bands and stuff like that, trying to get them to break out of, oh, it's just a hobby because there's no money in it. Well, it's like, no, there's no money in it because you haven't explored that option to make it not a hobby anymore. Yeah. Even and you're jaded for spending 23 that. years in it, too. Yeah, I see that in yeah. jazz artists, too. Like, they're like, they just have this mindset, like, I'm only able to make $250 from, from a um gig and i'm like dude you guys can make so much more money i mean hell there's a Mm. there's a local jazz vocalist here that's here that i know um and a group they're make their shit they already been nominated for a grammy that's dope right they're called yeah you can do it yeah you can do it you can do it in any genre like you know if you if you live or you live in or close by like a, a major city like you know like a Seattle or an LA or a New York or something like that, there's plenty of or Atlanta. There's plenty of venue opportunities for you. And yeah, you're fighting amongst everybody else, but yo, that's business. You know what yep. I'm saying? That's survival of the fittest type of shit. You need to get your game up. But like, you can do it. You can start making a lot of the physical things. But you can even grow a fan base on the internet no matter how obscure you are because that's that's the thing is that like you know the availability for you to reach the exact people that will like your shit and get 
couple thousand hardcore fans from all across the world that you know stream your stuff or download your stuff or or purchase your stuff as soon as you drop it as soon as you ask them they they tune into the live stream and support you they they come out to shows when you're in their area and Mm -hmm. stuff like that you know buy your merchandise you know be part of your street team in their area you know what i'm saying you can get people to do that online no matter how obscure you are so you know people think about it jazz band it's like Oh man, that's so, like so old school, like turn of the nineteenth century. Jazz was big back then. Jazz ain't shit now. It's like no, like there's jazz bars in yeah. almost every major yes. city, and then also too, like there's a ton of people that just love jazz. You know, yeah. not everybody likes rock or hip hop. You know what I'm saying? Nope. Or country. There's people that like all kinds of stuff, yeah. man. Some people just like sitting around listening to symphonies. You know what I'm saying? Like people are so diverse in just their interests alone, let alone all the other you know metrics that that you can do it so yeah like when you were telling me that you know you've been you know trying to help out these 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 bands whether they're rock metal or jazz or whatever and they're just kind of stuck man i mean it i see why you're jaded after 20 something years of being on the ground with it trying to trying to beat some shit into people's heads but like at the same time it just kind of is like man like just get out there and do it myself. It, like, I'm not, why, like, it's like, yeah. it gets to a point, like, it's like, why worry about them when I'm just, you know, I can look at what I'm able to do. And I'm like, just yesterday, I just got an email from one of the guys I was working with that I just met at the the rally. And, you know, and right, I'm getting, taxi conference. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, bro, you know what I'm saying? I'm looking at myself and thinking in my head, like, you know what, man, I just sent him a nice little, sent him a nice little song that I wrote. Just with me, the vote using my vocals and and drum and just playing the drums on it, and he wanted to hear my voice, and that's what I was able to, able to able to provide was my voice, right? And I'm like, and I'm thinking of that, like these are the opportunities that I can really get, you know what I'm saying? Like using yeah. my voice, I'm not, I don't have to sit there and just, you know, worry about oh well, you know. We, when, when you guys, man, we just got to go out and have a good time. Or we just got to go out and do this. And then, like, you're just, you're you're feeling so, like you said, just feeling so jaded because mm. you see them just wanting to just take, they don't, they, they talk about, oh, yeah, I want to be, I want to, you know, I love the music and I want everybody to feel the music and we should just focus on the music, but we're only practicing one week out of the month and then you only and then you're trying to play gigs in between that and then when you fuck up as a drummer you're just like oh get over it after the fucking sh-. no i'm you know what i'm saying it's like you're tired of shit like right. that bro like you get tired of just no, being around I could, that it's just like oh i could imagine that man like i've never well, well technically i was in a couple of bands whenever i was in middle school or whatever mm-hmm. but like i i'm i'm like you know i'm pretty much a loner for that reason you know like i collaborate with you you know me and you were cool and everything like that outside the podcast and i got other people that like you know i handle business with and stuff like that but for the right. most part i roll solo and collaborate in strategic partnerships with people but if they fall through i i still always depend on myself and that's hard to do when you're a band but yeah. with you, like what you're saying, you're like, I'm just going to do my thing. And I'm going to, you're basically going to lead by example because you're going to show these people that as a collective, they can not only start practicing more. Maybe they don't have, maybe they don't have the time availability to practice like the Beatles did. 
know what I'm saying? Like in that, in that multiple year little thing where they were practicing like all day, every day or something like that before they, and then all of a sudden they came back to America and they were like the biggest thing in the world. I can't remember exactly yeah. the whole story, but something like that. You may not be able to practice like that, you know, but you can practice at least once or twice a week, you know, bare minimum, exactly. you know what I'm saying? And, and, and get it going. But then you can also, you know, like I said, you can practice to do shows. You can practice to do sync licensing and stuff like that. And then as individual solo artists, you can start doing sync stuff like what you're doing, where you collaborate with other people in order to create something. And you don't have to be tied down to like, oh, these are my bandmates. These are the only people I can make music with. It's like, it's like, no, man. Like, like I, I sit and think about in rock, like, um, you know, all these different uh collectives you know like like uh was it temple the dog that was like a collective mm-hmm. with chris cornell and yep. that Eddie was, jerry cantrell from yeah all them people you know what no, i'm saying Eddie, like, they Eddie would come Vetter. together it was it was the members of it was eddie um jeff so it was chris eddie mm-hmm. jeff um Stone, wasn't the dude from was allison Stone. chains there the guitarist no jerry didn't play in the jerry didn't play in this band Oh, no, Jerry didn't play. Dog. No, he wasn't in Temple. Mm, okay. No, it was just members okay. of. It was uh Chris. It was Soundgarden, Soundgarden, and Pearl Jam. Mix. Oh, yeah. okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah, which was a, I mean a good mix because Chris Chris yeah, Cornell was. was the shit, you know. But then there's also um um what's the name of that one that Dave Grohl put together with one of the, it was Dave Grohl, one of the dudes from the Beatles, and Corey Taylor from Slipknot, and Corey Taylor was singing the song. It was uh uh sounds sound city collective or something like that it was like one song it's it's fucking dope i'll send it to you after this but um yeah maybe you can google it or whatever um it's called from can to cant or something like that um and uh but yeah like people put together those collectives all the time to do like solo independent projects and stuff like that it can be done so much more nowadays where mm-hmm. you know people like yourself you meet up with one drummer from brand band x over here and then a guitarist from band y over here and then you know a bassist from band w over here and then y'all just create like one song and it does great for uh you know it gets put in a movie or something like that well all y'all are getting a cut off of that and then you can still be in your own bands as well too or do whatever the fuck you want I mean, to do like, like and even just like building what I the did. independent freedom yeah just like what i did with um well, I mean, I didn't get a chance. To, I didn't, unfortunately, I didn't go play. But just being able to do, like, projects, like me being able to be a sideman as a drummer, you know? like Right, yeah, with, that, uh, with, with, with strings. What's face? Yeah, yep. with strings and stuff. Yeah, strings, like any, yeah. Um, any other, strings, EMB, and other other artists mm-hmm. out there that's in, like, R&B or hip-hop that I could play drums because I, I love playing hip-hop and R&B drums. So, you know, right. I could do that, which is yeah, a really you fun do- thing to do. And that's the thing, like, I'm able to get out there and just, like, it's like, man, when you tie down with a band like that, especially with back then, it was, like, that mentality of, like, oh, well, you need to stay with the band and then you can't do other projects. Like, that's how it was for me. Like, I was always in those type of bands and I'm just, like, man, Mm -hmm. I I got tired of it because they were just so limiting, too, like, with the sound and style and just – and even with the way they want to do business, like it is like either they really didn't even want to do business. It was always just, well, just have a good time and don't forget to have fun and all. And it was like, but it's not fun when party. y'all do it like that. 
Yeah, when you're doing dumb shit, it's not fun. Like, when we're no. not winning, it's not fun. Like, everything's not always a win, but fuck, man, let's at least try. Let's just try, like, let's succeed. Let's have success. Let's yeah. have fun. And then when we do have wins, then, yeah, we can party and shit. But, yeah, like, sometimes I, I've seen that as well, too, where, like, you know, I've went to, to live shows or whatever, and mm -hmm. you can tell visibly that, like, the lead singer is drunk as fuck as soon as they get started. You know what I'm saying? Because sometimes and it's they're like, miserable. Yo, you came here to party. Yeah, well, there's that. But it's like, you came here to party. You didn't even come here to fucking perform. Perform, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's messed up. But, it is. But, you know, like, like what you're doing, you're creating a life of true independence. And you're trying to help other artists and, and show them to do they can do the exact same thing through through sync licensing and strategic partnerships, you know, to create music yeah. and collaborations and stuff like that, you know, all over. That's... That's definitely key, you know, and, you know, me and you were talking about, uh, like I said, about about this topic uh, through text message the other day or whatever you wanted to save it. That's that's what I would recommend is, you know, like, you know, yeah, there's more ways to make money than just merchandise and you can kind of be more obscure with it. But right. also, you know, sync licensing and then not trying to worry about the collective so much, you know, which is going to be difficult because there's always that one, at least that one band member who he like he's like the weight on the whole band mm -hmm. where he like, if, if any of the band members try to leave, well, he's like nothing without the collective, you know, mm -hmm. is how he feels and stuff like that or she, whatever, you know what I'm saying? All that shit. And, and, and that's where you can so start that, hiring that can make it difficult. Musicians. All right. All right. All right. Y'all. I just want to take a quick break right here to tell you about something hot and spicy. And no, I'm not talking about that Latina thing that you saw on Tinder the other day. I'm talking about hot sauce. And not just any hot sauce, but Tennessee Hot Sauce Co. All right? I personally know the owner of Tennessee Hot Sauce Company, and I've seen him grow this company from just something that he would sell a few bottles at the local farmer's market to something that can ship all across the United States now, all right? And... You guys have a unique opportunity right now to save 20% by using the code MMCPOD when you check out on any order over at Tennessee Hot Sauce Company's website, all right? That's tnhotsauceco.com. Make sure you all go check them out and use the code MMCPOD over at checkout and save 20%. You guys got to check this out, all right? They have all kinds of great great flavors my personal favorite is poblano jalapeno it has a mild kick to it because i'm a little bit of a bitch when it comes to spices but it has great great flavor i put it on all kinds of stuff i put it on steaks i put it on burgers when i'm cooking them i put it on tacos and enchiladas stuff like that as well too but i've tried many of these other flavors like the garlic habanero and the honey habanero, the blood orange ghost, and the pineapple habanero. Now, the pineapple habanero was one that really, really snuck up on me because it had a great sweet flavor of the pineapple. And it wasn't nothing overbearing, but it had a very, very good flavor to it. And then all of a sudden, boom, I got hit in the ass with a habanero, and I had to go grab some milk, all right? But these are some great flavors and they have all kinds of different options they have the collection which has the full lineup of all six of their most popular sauces they also have different subscription boxes you have a three sauce option a four sauce option yearly and bi yearly options is available as well too for the boxes then you also have all kinds of other new flavors that they have that I've never tried
tried yet. I actually got to get that shipment in here soon of the barrel aged whiskey and the mustard dill scorpion. Those are two that look very, very interesting and I want to try them out. One thing I did try is one of their new options that they have here, which is the poblano jalapeno beef jerky. But like I said, I love the poblano jalapeno sauce. And whenever I tried this jerky, no bullshit, I ate the whole bag before I can even sit down and shoot this promo right here. All right. And so luckily I know the owner, like I said, so I got another bag on the way, but y'all got to go check it out. And he also told me they got some more flavors coming out of the jerky as soon as they get operations up and running on that brand new venture right there. All right. So again, make sure y'all go over tnhotsauceco.com. Use promo code MMCPOD at checkout and save 20% on your order. And on top of that, orders $50 and over are free shipping in the United States. So again, make sure you go check this out. Small batch, small brand, but powerful flavors. Tennessee Hot Sauce Company. Now, let's get back to the show. What was that? Yeah, you start hiring. Yeah. yeah, that's what I like. Just look like because if you think about Ghost, um, the, mm. the and he what he does is that he he writes the music, but then he hires the musicians to perform with him. That's pretty. Yeah, that's Which pretty I good. That's brilliant. a good idea. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, because then you don't have to worry about the band breakup shit anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, because like. You know, that was always one of the biggest problems. We, I think we talked about it last episode and stuff like that with the ego and everything like that. And the band's breaking up all the time because of Even it. Even like rap Especially the more success that they get. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the success that they get and stuff like that. Like, you know, that's one of the negative things about that kind of stuff, man, is that always happens. And, you know, that's something that kind of happens in hip hop but mostly doesn't cuz they're all solo acts. You know, yeah, they Yeah, but then when they, that's why with... a lot but but that's why a lot of the rap collectives don't. That's why you saw a lot of rap collectives fall out, fall off though too. Exactly. Yep, exactly. Well, and, I mean cuz the rap the rap collectives fell off the same way that the rock collectives fell off. It's just Very rap true. collectives are fewer than, you know, in in rap than they are in, you know, in than collectives are in in rock, you know what I'm saying? So it like, they had the same ratio of collectives failing, you know, 50, 60% or whatever, but you only had so many collectives, you know? And, Facts. you know, yeah. And then you, I mean, you'll have artists. Even though we have a group of, even though we do have a group, a uh, hip hop group, all time list. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But like, you know, even, even Bone Thugs and Harmony, they've had multiple falling outs. You got Wu Tang, they've kind of had falling outs, but they've basically had separations. You know what I'm saying? They never really fell out. They just kind of like mm -hmm. did their own things. You know what I'm saying? Public Method Man me. went out and he did other things. And, you know, Ghost did Face, did his stuff, and, you know, Scarface, yep. all that kind of stuff. Right. You know, people always do that. But like, for instance, you know, right here, Lil Wayne. He had a falling out with Birdman, you know yeah. what I'm saying? You know, AKA Baby, which is hilarious. But <laughs> he, uh, you know, he had a falling out with him and stuff like that. That kind of stuff happens in hip hop. But, you know, you don't see things completely just shatter because it's not, I mean, well, yeah, I mean, you got G Unit right here that kind of collapsed. <sighs> but, you know, every time that there's, you know, a lot of times when there's collectives, they kind of collapse. You know, UGK yeah. collapsed because one guy died, unfortunately. You know, you never know what could have happened in the future, though. Um, you know, stuff like that. Outcast. Because, 
Yeah, Outcast. They both had two separate directions they wanted to go. You know, Andre 2000 wanted to play flute, apparently, <laughs> and Big Boy wanted to start making more pop music and stuff like that, right? You know, so they, you know, they had they had their own things or what? That's just funny how you say. <laughs> Hey, look, man, I only said that because a lot of people have been shitting <laughs> on him because of that flute on him album. Majorly, dude, bro. Mad. And dude, oh my like, God. Like, leave I, the I man alone. Love. Yeah, I got nothing to love for the dude. But, like, what I think is interesting about him is he hasn't released an album in, you know, forever. Like, I think, like, the Idlewild shit was, like, the last thing that he actually put out, right? Right. And, he was asked within the last like year or two if he would ever start coming or like what he thinks about older artists from his generation still making music today you know like Nas or Redman you know people right. like that right and and he was and if he would ever do come back you know cuz he was like a goat in lyrics and shit like oh, that oh yeah like Eminem yeah, yeah Eminem like, deems him as a goat yeah he's like yeah he's up well there. I mean everybody always does I mean well no I'm just saying but I'm just saying like yeah he's just he's he's deemed as that like yeah mm. yeah well I mean he was even on DJ Drama's uh, Gangster Grills mixtape the album you know what I'm saying and he went in there he dropped a fucking uh, a verse that was fucking phenomenal right he's always been able to do that and so they when they asked him they said you know you ever you, you, are you going to come back you ever thought about doing some stuff or whatever and he was like he, he he said something to the effect of he doesn't know what he could offer the game because like of like the lyrical content that he could put out he doesn't he basically he didn't feel that he could deliver lyrical content that would resonate with people today because he's he's that old artist or whatever like like he was i think he said something like at 50 years old or 50 something years old what could i possibly offer the game or whatever and i'm sitting there i'm like he's younger than everything me. right but i'm just saying like he could yeah. offer everything yeah he could because like not only is you know oh right there not only is he an og in the shit but like and, and so he's been through all of it so he could be a mentor to some of these young That's cats and everything I've like said. that especially the especially the hyper creative ones like Tyler the Creator and Chance the Rapper and you know Lupe Fiasco all those type of people mm -hmm. right that are hyper creative he could be a mentor to them be like hey even though you're different as fuck look at what I did being different yeah. as fuck right and then um but even still i mean he could be dropping like he could he was always a conscious artist we could drop yeah. he could drop more conscious shit about today's shit you know but he's like oh no i can't do that and then he then the album he does drop within like a year after that is like an instrumental thing where he's playing a flute and everything and so of course people are gonna shit on him because not only did you say you have nothing to offer music anymore then whenever you do come you come with something so obscure that most of the hip-hop population says oh yes you're right you have nothing to offer the hip-hop community anymore you're correct 3k you know what i'm saying like yeah of course you know people are going to shit on you but if he would have came out with an album where he just dropped all the bars possible people have been like yo that's what's up that's three stacks he's back again you know what i'm saying like everything people would have loved it you know what i'm saying so whenever he comes out and says i have nothing to offer hip-hop and then he comes out and he plays a flute people are like yeah, you're right, bro. You know, like, you know what I'm saying? So <laughs> I never, like, I didn't, you know what? Okay, I have to admit, I didn't think about it like that. I was just kind of like, you know, I, I, I was more like understanding of the fact that he just, he felt like that. Because that's what I did with Sonic Chaos. 
But right. at the same time, it's like, yeah, but you still have the capability of singing. And that's what I had to tell myself. And it's like, even for him, it's like, yeah, I understand you just, you probably just didn't, you felt like you didn't have the juice. But yeah, you definitely, sure that's probably what it was. Yeah, but he, but here's the point. Here's the counterpoint, I should say. And I think you really summed it up greatly. He has a lot to offer at his age, it's a lot that needs to oh, yeah. be said. He needs, it was like, somebody said, who was it? Oh, um, it was Ice-T. Ice-T was saying that um, young people were asking him when if he could put out more music like, he, like Body Count and being more mm -hmm. about the protests and things like that. And Ice-T was like, well, it's up to y'all now. You, have, you younger guys need to do it. You younger, you younger people need to do it now, right? But the thing is, we started, people like him started it. They started it. So now the leadership, it's like now you are, you're still a wolf. That's just like, it was, right, yeah. uh, who was it? it was like Brick Baby was saying about being a crit. Like, yeah, you got retired gangbangers, but you ain't just tapping out of the, you ain't just tapping out because no, nigga, you don't just tap out of your rag like that. You ain't, you ain't just giving what? up your flag like that. No, when you, you now, when you've mm -hmm. spoken out like that, when you've made that, when you made cop killer, when you made that type of music, guess what? You've grown into a, now you are leading a young pack of wolves. And right. that's what it is now. Public enemy. Now guys like public enemy, guys like Bun B, um, Sauce Money, shout out to Sauce. I love Sauce Money, but guys like them, even like Travis Barker. Now, you know, hmm. these guys are leading the charge. They're the, they're the leaders. They're the, they're leading these young pack of wolves. So that is, so now guess what? Just because you done went a little Hollywood and you got, you know what I'm saying? You came up like how everybody wanted to see you come up because you were struggling. And that's what we see too. You really, we see that example, but now you got to lead the wolves. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And like, I kind of, I kind of wonder exactly what is making that happen. You know, is it the fact that, you know, cause, cause there's always been a situation where like the, the generation that's aging out, they will be the mentors to the younger generation. Mm -hmm. And then once that younger generation starts having mentors, then the older generation fades away. Cause then they're like two generations removed and they're like super senior citizens and shit like that. Yeah. Right? And they kind of like go away, but they, they're always seen as like the old sage. Right. Mm -hmm. And I wonder, especially when you're talking about like, you know, ice tea and all them, you know, dealing with, you know, shit within the black community and stuff like that. I wonder if they saw how Tuki and all their big leaders and stuff were taken out for having a following. And they're like, I don't want a following. I'm not trying to get taken out. I wonder if maybe that is what, Look what at the, scares uh, some of some of them. Not all, uh, but some. But, okay, but, Tuki, but here's the thing. Tuki's got a body count. No, I'm not, right. I mean, I'm I'm, I mean, you know right. what I'm saying? Like, it's that whole right. thing. So, but, but for like someone like an IC or Chuck D or like mm. uh, Zach De La Roca, someone like mm. that, or even like a Tupac, rest his soul, 
they do lead the young pack of wolves. Yeah, there are they, some people that do, but and, but like the people that they have don't, to. It, it makes it yeah, like the people that don't do it. It makes me think. Oh, are they scared because they saw that, or are they just not leaders to begin with? They just happen to be thrust in a position, and they, they just never feel like, maybe they feel like yeah, maybe they feel like they're just like Kevin Durant. They just want to play ball. Hmm. They just want to hoop. Yeah, they don't want to take on the Lebre- the leadership like yeah. a LeBron James or a Michael Jordan or a Kobe did. Rest his soul, right? But right. here's the thing, and I, and I mean, and I and I think everybody, I think we always need those type of, we always need those type of people. We always need those support type of dudes. We need those type of cats that just, hey man, they're the nose to the grind. Don't really say much. Get the job done, and you know they, we need that, but. Right. Again, when you're put in the position of where Andre 3000 is, who's looked at as one of the he's looked at as a goat. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah, he's like it, it is different for him. It was like it's pretty much. And I mean, I wanted to, I was mad at Les, at Lisa Jones, at Leslie Jones, who kept who was all mad at him because one of the white dudes was saying, like, I can actually understand what he's saying now in his lyrics. <laughs> it was funny as hell. It was off. Of, uh, they were on. Um, uh, what was uh, the what Trevor Noah do, um, did that he just left the Daily Show, Daily Show. The yeah, Daily Show. So yeah. Uh, and Leslie Jones was like, no. No, damn it, Andre 3000, you are one of the best rappers in the game, and your ass coming out playing a flute. She was, and I was like, right. "Oh, shut the fuck up, Leslie." But now that I think about it, I have to say, "Unshut the fuck up, Leslie." I, I totally agree with you, darling. I, I started right. thinking about well, it, like, yeah, Dre, I, yeah, you can. It rap. is kind of like a. a it is kind of like a what the fuck, but at the same time, you can't really knock somebody for changing who they are to be whatever they want to be. No, you know and I, like I said, I totally yeah. understand it, but it's, here's the thing. that That's where, yeah, that's where I see a lot of these people, especially you want to bring up Leslie Jones. She's always talking about, oh, let people express themselves however they want. And then when somebody does something she doesn't like, she wants to be all up in their ass. Yeah. But like, you know, when, some, when somebody lives their life how she doesn't approve of. I'm gonna get into that, yeah. but anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, you know, there's there's that, right? People, but at the same time, he he wants to be who he wants to be, which he's always been, right? That's yeah. that's one thing people forget is that he's always been like that, you know. And mm-hmm. so, he's always been different, and he's still always gonna be different. He that's yeah. just who he is. And so, yeah, because he reached a certain level of of what he did, he he doesn't want to do that anymore okay cool you know but but yeah it is it it is something he had to have known that he was going to get shit for and he had to have made that decision either i don't give a fuck or you know what this i i don't know I, i i would like to see if he comes out with a single rap track or even a rap album or something like that after this. And I he was just, hoping like, that he would everything. I was hoping that he would do maybe some poetry on this album. Yeah. Like I, I really yeah. was like, I was like, you know what? I, cause when I listened to it, cause I listened to it, I listened to the full album and mm. I definitely, I can definitely see where he was going with it. But I, and I was like, man, if only he would have just, if he would have started speaking poetry on this or just speaking, mm-hmm. just hearing his voice. Like if he yeah. would have just spoken about 
just told the just told the story. Mm-hmm. His voice. It's not even about. I mean, to me personally, now when I'm thinking about it, because I'm looking and listen to it, it was like a free jazz. It's like kind of a free jazz album, and the type of instrument he used was like a um, it was um aerophone, um one of those rolling aerophones, which is a MIDI um woodwind type wind instrument that plays yeah. all of the like saxophones and and trumpet and all that stuff as well, and also he could put other sounds to it, other sounds to it too, and I could hear where I could hear the direction it was going. But even with like, because if you read the titles, it's like, dude, why didn't you just tell that story? Why didn't you just speak it? Just say it. Because it was his voice. It's not so much that he didn't even, he didn't need to rap. He could have just spoken. Could have just been spoken word. Andre 3000 doing the, playing instruments, evolving with the instrument. And spoken word that would yeah, have been word, poetry, i think something. that would have been amazing that yeah amazing. yeah that that would have been because that i mean that's killer. that's what he's all that's what he's always been is lyrics yeah one way shape or form he words have to get on a hip-hop beat. words yeah he doesn't have to get up a hip-hop beat but it's it's the it's the words that come from the thoughts in his head that's mm-hmm. what people have always liked that's what people wanted you know that's not what people expected whenever they got what they got from him you know yeah and so but that that kind of goes to building your brand mm-hmm. you know and that goes to you know making sure that you have the solidarity in what you're doing and even if you change you you, you know you change who you are what you're about stuff like that which we all do as we age and as we go through different life situations you know you still got to sit there and think okay well you know who am i doing this for mm-hmm. Because if he was truly just doing it for himself only, he wouldn't put it out to the world. So he was trying to do it for somebody. Now, who and the why and everything like that, that's completely within him. Right. But you, you as an artist, you listening right now, as an artist, like you need to think about that kind of stuff. If you're doing something only for you, then just know that if you put it out to the world, it's going to get recepted however it gets recepted regardless of your intentions. So if you are sitting there saying, Hey, I'm just a hobbyist musician. I'm putting this out just cause I want to put it out. And, but this is, I created it for me, not for you. Then don't pay attention to the, to the, to the stuff, right? Just continue being that hobby artist and don't worry about the stuff. But when you are saying, Oh, I'm just doing it to be, to, you know, as a hobby, but then you're bitching cause there's no money in it. It's like, Oh wait, you actually do want the money in it. Don't you? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, okay. Well, then you need to learn or you need to hire somebody like myself or KP to help you make money off of that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? You you need to invest into gaining the knowledge and the expertise or hiring in the knowledge and expertise to help you grow that to where you can turn that hobby into a jobby. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. But but no, like that was kind of you know blues clues style. That was a, yeah. Spirit right. all over me belly, all over me telly, spirit right. all over me belly. Okay. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, that's kind of that's kind of uh, you know that's kind of this this you know what in general what we want to talk about you know that all ties in. You know, if, if you, no matter what genre of music you're making, if, if you 
are sitting there saying, there's no money to be made in it. I'm just going to make it as a hobby, blah, blah, blah. Okay, make it as a hobby. But I don't want, but but make sure you hold yourself accountable and don't be posting shit about Spotify only paying X amount per stream. Don't be posting shit about so-and-so selling out. Don't be posting so-and-so, you know, stay true to who you are. If you only care about it as a hobby, then don't monetize off of it. Don't even try. Don't even think about it. And if you get money off of it, donate to charity. You know what I'm saying? Something like that. Stay true to who you are. But if in reality you are, you know, uh, you're overwhelmed with the fact of the knowledge gap that you have and to try to turn your hobby into a business or turn your love for music into a business, well, then you need to do what's necessary in order to fix that, whether it is, um, you know, like I said, gaining the knowledge and expertise or hiring that in, you know, and then you can get that taken care of, you know? So, I mean, yeah, I, I don't see any excuses. Last week we were talking about obstacles and we were away and shit like that. I don't, I don't believe in any of that shit. Like obstacles are just meant to, to be a learning opportunity. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And to test you that that's what they are. Yeah. So, so yeah, I, I just don't, yeah, I don't see anything like that, but, but yeah, you know, if you are an artist out there and you're kind of in that situation or you want some more help with anything that we've talked about here today, any ideas that made it pop in your head that you want to ask us about or whatever, hit us up musicmakingsensepod.com for all the streaming and social platforms. You can send us a message directly on the website. Um, you can send us a message on any of our streaming platforms and uh, you can, you can hit us up there. Um, I do know that yeah, KP has started doing some live kind of like ask me anything type of things. Mm -hmm. Um, those will be coming out here more frequently and stuff like that as well. Um, and, uh, yep, I'll be doing them starting on Wednesday, starting Wednesday, starting on Wednesday, I'll be doing them. So it's Wednesday, yep. uh, not, uh, noon, my time. Wednesday at noon Pacific. So that's yep. three Eastern. Um, so you can hop on there and, and hop on live with him and stuff like that. Ask us some questions. Um, if you're unable to make it during that time frame, but you still got some questions you want asked and you maybe have them last on the live, you know, send a message at musicmakingsensepod.com. Send a message to us and, you know, title it, you know, hey, you want this question answered on, on you know, KP's live or whatever, and we can get that taken care of for yeah. you. Yeah, I'm going to be going um, live until, on my personal page too. Cause we're just, just a, right. Yeah. Yes. To keep it spread around. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, just keep on tuning in here every single week. We're going to keep dropping some knowledge and, and just thought provoking conversation that can possibly spur creativity within you in order to help you create, you know, the independence that you're looking for in your music career and turn that hobby into a job. As I exactly. said, before you yeah. go, you know, Word. and, uh, but yeah, you know, like, share, follow, subscribe, all that fun shit. Let us know if there's anything we can help you out with. Until next time, keep rocking. We'll see you then. Word. Holla, y'all. Yeah.